0: Welcome back, listeners, to Northeast Valley News.org. It is Tuesday, September 5th. It's a new semester. We are very happy to be bringing you a new brand a new podcast called This Day in Sport. Woo! Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, going to be two segments. The first segment is going to be called The Two Minute Warning where we're gonna go rapid fire around the studio and talk about something for two minutes that's interesting to us. And hopefully it will be interesting to you as well. Then we are going to take a short break and hear from our sponsor, northeastvalleynews.org. And when we come back, we're going to have the main event of the evening. Shout out, Bruce Buffer. Nice. And then that is going to be a discussion today about college football realignment. I can't wait to talk about that. Uh, lots of stuff going on with that. We're going to get right into it. In the studio today, we have my man, Preston Grace. Also in the studio today is Thomas Bonvahi. Did I say that right? Bonvahee. Bonvahee. Nine. That's yeah. right. Thomas yeah. Bonvahy. He's a new reporter. Thanks for being here, Thomas. We also have Ethan Cohen in the studio. He is also another new reporter. So yes, we're breaking sir. in the newbies today. All right? A little hurtful, but and, uh, uh, yeah. It. Yeah, well, you know, got to have thick skin if you're going to be a journalist. We have operating our sure. camera today, Kira Caspers. Thank you, Kira, for coming in. Thanks, Kira. Thank you, Kira. we're going to get right into this because we have a limited amount of time and lots of stuff to talk about uh we did not talk about who was going to go first in the two minute warning during pre-production preston you want to start us out
1: yeah i can do it let's I'll, do it we're Pre- going to talk about this thursday nfl is back detroit lions are at arrowhead stadium and i'm seeing that kansas city is actually six and a half favored six and a half points favorites so What do y'all think about that?
2: I mean, it's interesting because the Lions are a good team this year, or at least that's what they look like on the surface. Mm -hmm. Uh, But of course they were hit with a couple of injuries, but more importantly, gambling. I believe they're – second year receiver Jameson Williams he was suspended for 6 games uh for gambling yep. so that'll be a big blow for them Almond Ross and Brown is probably going to be their main target they're going to focus on him but-
0: isn't he injured or is he back to being not injured he is
1: not injured He's and not. he is on my fantasy team so he better not get injured
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> fair enough <laughs> all right uh, uh i like detroit oh i'm sorry i like detroit i mean it's a they're kind of an unknown commodity in that uh, sometimes they do really well and sometimes they don't do really well. Kind of like the Vikings. Sometimes they play good teams really well and teams that they should beat not very well yeah their defense
1: was very sus last year i remember at one point in time i think it was like after week four they had scored the most points but also given up the most points
3: yeah well so that was mainly because of their secondary their secondary is very weak yeah they they drafted
1: good this year brian branch looks like a beast out of alabama i'm 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 honestly taking the Lions to win at arrowhead stadium i
2: I take that as well and i mean cj gardner johnson he got injured i believe in training camp but he's really i believe
0: yeah. So, it's going to be a close game nonetheless yes, who's next on the too. docket
3: well i think while we're on the topic of nfl i think um the biggest thing that we talk about at the beginning of the year is worst to first right mm-hmm. where the, all the bad teams last year the teams that finished last in their division who's going to come out on top this year the
1: cardinals <laughs> yeah that's not happening right. okay. i appreciate you, right. you know?
3: <laughs> i think the biggest candidate is probably the jets i mean They were in a really tough division last year. Um, They had a terrific defense, easily top 10. And their one problem was that they didn't have a quarterback. And they finally got that quarterback. Now, they've invested in quarterbacks that have underperformed before, but Rodgers has the accolades and the. The, All the MVPs. Yeah, and the resume to speak for itself. And um, he's the same accurate quarterback he was in Green Bay. I think the Jets are going to be very good this year.
0: J E T S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I think it's going to be super interesting to follow that storyline just okay. because of all the new pieces, you know. Everybody, I think everyone's kind of interested to see if there's going to be a train wreck or if it's just going yeah. to work out perfectly. And right. they are on
1: hard knocks this year, so yeah. it'll be really fun to watch. They and got I've they got that. Buffalo week 1, so they got a big test yeah. right out yeah, the gate. Absolutely. That is
2: for sure going to be a big test. And- with rogers being so old you know he's probably maybe got two years left in the tank and uh i've been hearing people say or rumors saying that once he retires they're gonna go back to zach wilson at quarterback but because he's been behind rogers for two years you know rogers kind of now accepted that mentor role so they could go back to zach wilson and he might be better than he was this first two years i
0: think he will be great, great. two minute warning all ethan right. what do you got for us pal all right all right well, thomas i'm sorry yeah. go ahead from so, right go i didn't to... know who i was talking to Go ahead. You right. had, we yep. talked about football. You're going to talk about other football. Yep. The other one
2: or okay. soccer.
0: Well, the Spanish FA, they're in hot water.
2: Uh, Luis Rubiales. He is uh, the president of the Royal Spanish football federation or RFEF for short. Um, He's also one of UEFA's vice presidents and Spain won the FIFA women's world cup. Congratulations. and, and Jennifer Hermoso, one of the players received her medal and Luis Rubiales, he kissed her. On the lips, forcefully, no consent. She won an Instagram live feed, said she wasn't happy about it. And
1: I wouldn't be happy about that. I yeah, think
2: cool. that's cool. That is messed up. And he, he got a ton of backlash, obviously. I mean, the biggest one being Iker Casillas, who helped the men's team win their first and to this day only World Cup in 2010. He was a captain. Um, the RFEF, though, came out with a statement basically saying no, Edmondso had consented to the kiss. They stood by uh, his actions and so 81 players released a joint statement, and they're they're saying, we're going to boycott the national team. And all 23 of the winning women players were in that statement. And they said, we're going to keep boycotting until the RFEF makes some changes in leadership. And finally, uh, Luis Rubiales had his uh, FIFA license suspended.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't <laughs> mess up what he did.
3: Yeah. yeah, that's
2: a lot of stuff. And it was, it was all on and... camera during the award ceremony. Yeah, it's, the fact that
3: he's probably not going to get pun- that much punishment either is honestly what's the most angry about that. Yeah. Cause like they do this whole thing where like they diminish like these sexual assault, like yeah. um offenders and they are just like, Oh, it's nothing. They're rich. They can get away with
2: it, which I hate. It's terrible. Yeah. And it's, it's not the first time it's happened. In fact, this week, uh, Another player who I might get into another time, he was loaned out to Spain and he just had a lot of accusations, accusations thrown his way. It's terrible.
0: Yeah, mind your manners, I guess. I know, right? Yeah. Right. Just be decent, huh? All right. Uh, My two-minute warning is going to have, is going to deal with college football. Week one of the college football season is in the books and there were no shortage of upsets. Perhaps the most shocking of all the upsets happened last night on the Monday night game when Duke, who has a really good basketball team, somehow managed to upset the number nine ranked Clemson Tigers, who usually have a really good football team, 28 to 7. Clemson did not have their normal starting quarterback. He transferred to Oregon State, uh, so they were starting sophomore Cade Klubnick. The Duke students stormed the field after the victory, as you may. As say. they should have. Well, they should. The most popular, most anticipated game, perhaps, of the weekend and another upset was a Coach Prime's Colorado Buffaloes going ahead and indeed upsetting the number 17 ranked TCU horned frogs that was such a crazy yeah, game that was awesome to see. 45 to 42 that was a uh, lots of fireworks the coach's kid Shador Sanders turned out to be a baller he threw for 510 passing yards and four touchdowns. Cornerback Travis Hunter had 11 receptions for 119 yards, plus an interception in that game. Yeah, he played 129 snaps on both sides of the ball. Those are get I that mean, man that's with some water. water. Yeah. Power right. to him. That's day. crazy. Another upset uh, that happened was Florida State, who was ranked number eight, upset the number five ranked LSU Tigers, 45 to 24. Dudes, Not even I don't even know. Got if got they got to the, work yeah, on that defense. So. Keon Coleman transferred from Michigan State to Florida State. He caught three touchdown passes in that game. What to look for this week? Uh, Coach Primes, Colorado Buffaloes, hosts the Nebraska Cornhuskers. That'll be a good game. Number 11, current number 11. It may change in the next few moments when the new rankings come out. Who knows? Current number 11, Texas, plays Alabama, who's ranked fourth. And number 25, Iowa, travels to Iowa State. Who Preston we know can beat just about anybody at any time. Yep. Never sleep on them. Is college football crazy talk. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a short break and hear from our sponsor, Northeast Valley News.org, And when we come back, we'll get into the big part of the show. Whether you're ready for a change in your life or just trying to decide on a major, consider becoming a journalist by enrolling in JRN 210 News and Media Productions at Scottsdale Community College. Learn to write, use video, and broadcast in our unique program. Sign up today. All right, we are back, and it is time for the main event of the evening. Shout nice. out Bruce Buffer. College football. Thanks. We're going to talk about college football today and most specifically the college football realignment that's been going on uh, over the last couple of years, but most definitely there's a lot of activity for next year. The pretty much the whole face of college football is going to change for next season. Um, there was quite a bit of talk about this during week one of the season, but I'm gonna go through all, every single one of the changes that's gonna happen. And then we're gonna talk about how that makes us feel. Thank you to an ESPN staff writer who posted an article on September 1st that tells us all of this stuff in one very nice package. Thank you, ESPN staff writer. Thank you. In the ACC, that's the Atlantic Coast Conference. They're located on the Atlantic Coast but they're going to have some different teams in it. They are going to add Cal and Stanford from the PAC 12. The ACC will have 17 schools in it next year. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. That's, the big, a lot. The and big, it's an odd number and the number. travel. Yeah, I know. From
3: California, the, to the big Florida. 10,
0: get the big 10. Uh, they are adding a bunch of schools from the PAC 12. Uh, previously they had decided or uh, whoever votes to decide that stuff. Had decided to accept USC and UCLA since that time, they have also accepted Oregon and Washington from the Pac 12, who is now the Pac 2. Yikes! Yeah, I think it's four. I think it's four. Is it four? That's four. I don't know if there's still teams, four teams left. I think they've added
2: a couple teams
0: previously. Uh, the Big Ten added uh, Nebraska in 2011. And Maryland and Rutgers in 2014, which I was very skeptical of. Uh, The Big 10 has 18 teams in it for next year. 18. It's now the Big 18. What a change. The Big 12 is adding our very own. I say our very own because we're here near Tempe. The Big 12 is adding our very own Arizona State Sun Devils they are also adding Arizona, Utah and Colorado, okay? Uh, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. That's not a bad fit. Um they added, get this, I did not even know this. They uh, they added BYU, Cincinnati and Houston in 2023. So
3: what? The SEC
0: no, the Big, the Big Twelve. So the Big Twelve added those teams. West Virginia is a Big Twelve team. Do you know that? I actually, I just, did, yeah. I just realized this last night when I was doing this research. <laughs> uh, I guess mean, she
2: was in two thousand seven. I don't the, think they've had much sense.
0: The Pac twelve, as I said before, I think is down to two teams: Oregon State and Washington State for next season. Pretty sure those yeah. are the only two teams left.
2: Yeah, Oregon State is staying.
0: Yeah, ordered. Oregon State and Washington State are still in the Big or uh, the Pac-12, but I think that's it according to this writer.
2: And then they're adding teams like Memphis, UConn, UNLV.
0: I didn't, uh, I didn't see that, but that could very well be. I think, I think they should add Fresno State there too. Yes, let's go they, they the to be
2: added. Let's go the, the rest. Let's go through the, the rest of these the things mountain
0: mountain. that are actually a done deal, and then we'll talk about what's going on. The SEC previously added Missouri and Texas A&M in 2012. Next season, they're going to add Texas and Oklahoma, as we spoke about before. This brings back the Texas-Texas A&M rivalry, so that's a plus. It also brings back the oklahoma Missouri rivalry from the previous big eight yeah they were trying to make oh. Arkansas and Missouri a new rivalry it was never going to happen yeah probably not yeah. in the American Athletic Conference the AAC they are going to lose Cincinnati Houston and the University of Central Florida they are going to add Charlotte FAU that's Florida Atlantic North Texas Rice The University of Alabama Birmingham and James Mackey's favorite team, the University of Texas San Antonio, are also moving to the American (sighs) Conference USA. In 2022, added Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss, which I didn't know about. Uh, This season, they added Jacksonville State, uh, Neon's old team, Liberty. New Mexico and Sam Houston. That was this season. Next season, they're going to add Kennesaw State. Did I say that right? Kennesaw. Kennesaw. It's Kennesaw. Yeah. My apologies to people from Kennesaw State. I mispronounced your name. It's Kennesaw State is going to be coming into that conference, Conference USA. Okay. The mm-hmm. two conferences that aren't, ch- wait a minute, the three conferences that aren't changing at this particular point are the MAC. The Mountain West and the Sun Belt; Those are the only ones. Yeah. So they're staying the same. Wow. That's a lot. To Man, hold. that's a lot happening. What do you yeah. think is causing this, Oli? Uh, well, you know what? When I was doing my research last night, I checked out an article in USA Today that was written by Brent Schrottenbohr. And my apologies to Brent Schrottenbohr if I've mispronounced your name. In August 10th, he filed a story called Who's to Blame for College Football Conference Realignment Chaos? And Brent uh, basically is saying that the colleges are changing affiliations to get more money from TV and other media companies to show their games. That's all what it
1: comes down to. Is so this is,
0: uh, this is a pair. A- according to Brent, it's all about the big dollars. Now, um, there was some mention in his story – That uh, USC and UCLA, who are moving to the Big Ten, would get paid approximately twice as much uh, from their television contract in the Big Ten as they would have in the Pac-12. And the Pac-12, they've been beefing with
1: Directv forever now. This was only yeah. The Pac-12
0: failed to make any kind of to finalize a TV agreement um for next season and i think that's why a lot of the teams in the pac-12 ran away screaming into the night um screaming right into michigan ohio
3: state territory (laughs) which is not a fun place to be
0: um what the thing the other thing that brent mentioned uh in his story was that this kind of all was able to take place because of a 1984 supreme court case which broke the ncaa's monopoly over college football TV rights. Now, 84 was a long time ago. I would have think, now maybe technology is changing enough where this is just sort of catching up. The money and the technology is just kind of catching up to where there's so many more options for teams to go somewhere else and get paid more. Um, but it's, it's weird to me that this has happened, that there's so much more... In the last several years, like I was saying, when we were going through these things, every once in a while a team changes conference, but it's not very often. I mean, we don't, we haven't seen it on this scale ever until this coming season, the 2024 season. So I just don't understand why it's so much is happening right now, um, but I do believe it's 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 financial, it's 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 money driven. I mean, I'm sure definitely that is like UCLA that. and USC didn't get together and go, you know what, our kids need to see more of the country. They need to travel more. They need to go to the Midwest and play all of their games. I don't think that was what they had in mind. I think they're trying to make more money. Yeah.
3: I mean USC
0: Michigan,
3: and, uh USC Ohio State, those are gonna
2: draw big numbers. And with Caleb Williams, who is projected to be the number one overall pick next year for the NFL draft, I mean of course, they're going to want better coverage for him. they going to want yeah. better coverage for everything.
3: Problem being, when they do actually move to the Big Ten, Caleb Williams will be in the NFL.
0: Yeah.
3: Unless I mean, some freak injury happens. That right, or that's he just true. decides right. not to declare.
2: That's true. Because he said he might not.
0: Yeah, It does bring a lot of more viewers. I mean, the the Pac-12 probably was not a super popular conference Absolutely. in the Midwest. So, I mean, this is going to bring a lot more viewership to those teams. Um. I guess the things the thing that I don't like is the is the fact that you used to be able when you watch college football, if you wanted to see a certain type of game, okay, Mm -hmm. you could watch the conference that normally brings you that kind of a game. You know what I'm saying? So if you like running the ball, if you like smash mouth football, if you like good defense, you're going to want you're going to watch a big 10 game. okay? low scoring lots of running, lots of hitting. Okay. If you want to watch a game where it's offensive fireworks galore and no defense, you watch a big 12 game. You know what I'm saying? Lots of scoring or a pac 12 game. Same thing. Okay. I, I don't know if those, if those teams are going to mesh well, USC, isn't a bad fit for the big 10, to be honest, agree. UCLA, not so much. I mean, I don't oh, know. Smoked yeah. I don't know how that's going to turn out. So to me, it's that, and it's the regional. I mean, if you were an sec or really, if you were an ACC team, you were somewhere down around North Carolina, that area of, you know, maybe Alabama, not really Alabama, cause that's Southeastern conference, but you were all of the teams were in the same general area. If you were watching a big 10 game, you were going to be pretty confident that it was going to be Minnesota, you know, roughing it up against Wisconsin or some of those Midwestern teams that have the big rivalries. So to me, that is, that's what sort of brings it kind of back for me. I don't, I'm not really that crazy about all of the realignment, but it is going to add a lot of wrinkles. What do you guys, I mean, how do you guys feel about this? Well,
3: obviously, you talked about the exposure and how, you know, Michigan, USC, Ohio State, USC. I just, when I see these like Pac 12 defenses come into the Big 10, I'm just like, these aren't going to draw
0: numbers. This is going to be blowout. After how about blowout. Big 12 defenses going to the SEC? That's going to be also going to be I mean, okay. Oklahoma, not so much Texas, maybe a little bit, but Texas's program like they've been getting some really high
3: level recruits at Texas. I mean, they just let go of B. John Robinson, who's like this generational running back. They just acquired five star Arch Manning. Like, I feel like they have the recruiting power to hang in the SEC. But with Oklahoma, they never put out a good defense. Like it's always just shootout after shootout. Now, obviously, they shut out somebody this weekend. It was like seventy-three to nothing. But that was like right. Arkansas
0: was, State. Right. I it mean, was a cream. It was a cream puff.
3: I mean, like when they face teams like Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. Tennessee, not so much because they always have shootouts. But Alabama, especially, and Georgia,
0: like they're not going to be able to hang.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Because of how overpowered, right? You look at some teams like Nebraska is actually a reasonably good fit for the Big Ten, to be honest. Absolutely, some of these. So, I mean, some of these teams are going to fit right in, to be completely honest. But I just don't know. I just don't know how it's going to work out. It's just going to bring such a mishmash to most of the conferences that um, uh, it's just going to be very curious sort of awkward football Preston what do you think
1: um I'm just sad as a Pac-12 I grew up watching Pac-12 teams that the Pac-12 is just going to be done
0: it's decimated I don't know if they're going to try to repair the damage that's been done or if they're just going to fold it up or I mean I don't know I don't know what their options are to be completely honest and I know a couple of people that play sports at ASU that they're going to be having to
1: travel a lot further to, for their games. And I know they don't want to travel
0: all that much because they all, they are students. and they have Rutgers Rutgers to isn't Rutgers is in the pack 10. Like I was saying Rutgers and Maryland got added or no, the in the big 10, um, UCLA and in what? New Jersey. It's in New Jersey. That's so insane. UCLA that's UCLA versus Rutgers is going to be I mean that's going to be a lot of travel time. I think what bothers me is that
3: Washington and like UCLA are going to the Big 10 but Notre Dame still doesn't have a conference. Because Michigan-Notre Dame games used to be so good, and mm-hmm. then they just
2: completely got rid of it. Mm-hmm. It's, and I
3: never understood why.
2: It's almost as if they're holding on to the past or, like, the history of teams. I mean, Texas back in the 2000s. I mean, they had uh, Vince Young. They were winning championships. And so, to me, you know, still a bit new to college football. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you get UCLA. You see, you get these big college names and other sports as well. UCLA, they're, I know they're very good at basketball. I mean, they've got good programs, but you got to fit every team's system. And when you take that away from them, I mean, you don't expect them to adjust overnight. And it's going to hurt the program long term rather than, you know, running with what they've got. Now you expect them to get a good defense, get ready to be, you know, put into a shootout, and do the best you can. You're going to get smoked. Pretty much, yeah. I mean,
3: that's what was so shocking about TCU beating Michigan because TCU from the Big 12, they're – all these mm-hmm. shootouts and Michigan had such a good defense. And then TCU just like routed them. Max Duggan, yeah. man. He, he's a dog. Didn't he just get cut though? I think so. <laughs> that is
1: unfortunate.
2: Oh, yeah. And, he was a terrific college quarterback. And this is the type of stuff I think that affects like uh, businesses, but also like college colleges, like legacies and history in the future. Like what are we going to expect from UCLA now? Like what used to be, fun to watch, you know, exciting team. They're going to get smoked every week. They're going to be boring. Why bother watching them? The recruits are going to, you know, look at an offer. They're going to be like, why do I want to play at UCLA? They're going to get smoked. I'm going to be playing for a team that's losing every week. You know, combine combine might even be an option anymore. They're going to want to go to a team like USC, maybe Texas, a team that can actually hang with said teams. Well, I think USC is going to do fine in the Big Ten,
0: so that checks out. Yeah, I um, actually missed. I'm so sorry. I actually missed. Uh, in the ACC, they're going to be adding SMU as well, the Pony Express, Southern Methodist. Oh, geez, that's gonna. Ooh. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's... weird deal. They're not gonna. I think I read that. Uh, SMU is not going to receive any television royalties for nine years. Question mark. What? Why would they do that? I don't know. It's sense. a long time. It's a real long time. That. So they move
3: conferences for TV deals and then they don't get TV deals. That, right.
2: Yeah. What? I don't
0: understand that myself for sure.
2: I think that's um uh, another issue that's kind of been flying under the radar. It's it happens a lot more in like big leagues, NFL, NBA, but coverage nowadays, like it's not back in the days where the league needed the coverage. It's gone completely reverse. The coverage needs the league. Like, I mean, NBC, you, you see ESPN they only host they used to be a powerhouse now all they have is monday night and the draft and what it looks like in the nfl and so now the same is happening with college it's like okay who's got the most money to give us via contracts for who can broadcast mm-hmm. and that's where the money becomes a big issue it's like you know oh well, let's cover the big teams but then if like an underdog let's say let's say smu starts performing really well you know they get to like maybe number 15 are they going to get covered
0: um, who knows Kira, how do you feel about this?
3: It's been the Pac twelve for me, at least
1: watching everything in soccer. I've never been a huge multiple fan, but it's like a hundred year a hundred year conference and I feel like, um, I'm I'm from the West Coast, I've been here forever, and so
3: all of the teams that I pay attention to and all of the rivalries that have been in the Pac Twelve are really personal and they have a lot of like emotional history that make the games more meaningful and it brings a lot more fans. So I think Everyone disbanding, and you know, some like uh, SUU of A kind of staying in the same conference still is nicer, but it's just not the same environment
0: that it used to be. Right, right. It's not the. It's it's not going to have the same feel. Yeah. Anyway, we're just going to have to. We're just going to have to see how it works out and how these teams adjust to some of their new homes. I think it, could wait,
3: be, so is it only for college football that the expansion is happening or is it um
0: no i think they're changing too? yeah they're changing conferences altogether. all together i think I, it could be a moving. solid five years
2: before like everything's like truly okay now we're right. used to this whole thing right because yeah. normally that's around the i think the time that people judge
0: as far as i know it's not i mean like the big east you know disbanded their football they change, you know they just disbanded football and moved to moved the schools to different things yeah. or you know the uh, uh it was kind of a weird situation in the big east, but I don't think that's the way. I mean, they're changing conferences. They're I mean, all yeah. of their teams. I don't know. And to be completely honest, is this going to affect other sports? Does the Big Ten do a lot of Big Ten teams have water polo teams like the Pac-12? I think they do. I mean, I I just don't know how like, the other how all the teams are going to pan yeah, out. is this a idea.
2: Right. Like that's the question. And I remember, uh, I believe back in the 2000s, uh, you know, the Pac-12, and Big Ten, they were like the talk of the town. And now it's all SEC, Alabama, Clemson. Mm-hmm. And so now you're wondering, you know, Pac-12, Big Ten, they still have history. What like all this shakeup? It's going to like, you know, it went from you're the talk of the town and then 10 years down the road, you're mm-hmm. virtually non-existent. It's wow. just how is this going to affect college football or co- college basketball, maybe even March Madness in a
0: way? water polo
2: any sport that colleges decide to play in
0: yeah what's gonna, gonna happen be, it's gonna be a lot different for sure we'll have to see how it all sifts out yeah. thanks everyone for being here we're gonna be back next week with a different topic and perhaps uh, some different co-hosts as well we'll see how it pans out just like how college football is gonna pan out thanks for being here and we will see you next week on this day in sport hold your ears